Hey, it's me, Stephanie, and this is Sanctioned by Stephanie. And uh, we've got a new person here at the table this week, and I'm so excited. Uh, he is, I've done a ton of shows now with you, um, thanks to Knuckleheads. <laughs> and uh, he is a very, very funny guy. Um, I'm always cracking up at his, uh, you know, uh, white trash Todd shit. And uh, <laughs> one of one of the people that I actually really love looking at his Facebook page because he always has something really prolific and interesting to say. Please give it up for Justin DeVozo. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming. So, Justin, all right, we're getting down to the nitty gritty of everything. We're going way back, back, back. Um, you're a comedian. How long have you been a comedian for? Uh, this will be like six years. Uh, yeah, this is my sixth year. And how old are you? I am 31. 31. Yeah. He's like one of the elderly people in the community, <laughs> like me. <Yeah. laughs> Once you're over 30, then you're like all here with all of us old people. Yeah, I think... I think in comedy, what's strange is I remember, yeah, I was 25 uh, when I started, 25 or 24, and uh, yeah, people that were older, uh, they always were like, ah, I don't get booked because I'm old. And it's like, <laughs> I don't really, I don't think that there's like a discrepancy. The thing is, is that it's how long people stay in it. Because yeah. now in six years, I've noticed like all the people I started with, right. maybe not all of them, but a great deal of them, mm -hmm. they're, they're not around anymore. Right. So it, it, it's it, in every year or so, there's a new group of people that come in, yeah. and like new faces. Yeah. And yeah. It's kinda, it is kind of strange to, for me to now be one of the people that's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like, You're it, like, people actually know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Um, so like, okay, so let's talk a little bit about you first. Um, where did you grow up? Um, where well, are you? Where are you from? I was born in Detroit. In Detroit, I grew up in Detroit. Um, well, when I was young, mm -hmm. you know, I think until I was like five or six, and then uh, we lived in East Point, and then from East Point, I lived in the Shores, and I lived in Ohio for a little bit too. Okay. So what um, part of Ohio? Willoughby Hills. Okay, where is that? Yeah. Near Cleveland? Uh, yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, like forty minutes ish, like east, southeast of Cleveland. So, so like a, a Sterling Heights, maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a nice, it's a nice area. Uh, it was a right. culture shock, but it, it was nice. Yeah, Cleveland's pretty cool. I like, um, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't really have a Hall of Fame. Did it's you ever notice that? Really? Yeah. You ever been there? Don't get me started. <laughs> I know. He was like, "Where's the room with everything for the Hall of Fame?" And I'm like, "Ah, it's just displays. It's displays. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. It's just displays. It's a little museum." Yeah. Um, so, like, when you were growing up, uh, what did you do for fun? Were you into sports? Were you, yeah. Yeah, yeah I played a lot of hockey uh, growing up. Um, you know, at school and stuff, we always played, like, uh, like soccer and shit. And, uh, but, yeah, hockey, like, outside of school, that was what I played the most. Mm -hmm. uh, I boxed for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, I know every, uh, people always seem so shocked. At you're that, like a medium sized guy. Yeah. You're just like, you're like, I'm a, I'm a, what is it? The, what's the, the lightweight, lightweight or featherweight featherweight. Yeah. I was like, what's the one that's like the really lightweight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, so you boxed. Yeah. I did yeah. that for a while. Uh, you know, just with buddies at a gym and stuff and yeah. training. That was a lot of fun. Ever uh, fuck anyone up? No, no, I yeah, <laughs> no. In my defense, I've never been fucked up. Yeah. And like, 
I've never really fucked anyone up. But in sparring and, and in training and yeah. stuff, you get hit, you hit each other. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's definitely, that's a load of fun. Yeah. So It's not fake, that's for sure. No, no. <laughs> You're like, no. we weren't just tapping each other, we were hurting each other. Yeah. Um, and you skateboard, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay, let's talk I about that. Yeah, skateboarding was huge in my life. Uh, How'd you get into that? Uh, well, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was like the freaking best game you could play i mean right. like everybody played it that was uh, ps2 i think uh, playstation one uh the first one the second one came out and the second mm-hmm. one was like the biggest game of my childhood and uh so i got a skateboard i started kind of like meeting people that right. skated that were older than me like this kid across the street he could skate and he was better than me so he kind of like showed me a couple tricks um, and then like all my friends started skating and then i became friends with everyone who i met while i was skating so like in middle school and in high school, that was, like, what I was known for. Yeah. Like, there's still people that ask me about skateboarding. And I think that they assume that I'm, like, way better than I actually am. Yeah. Um, but. They, um, you still skate, though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't skated in a few months, to be honest with you. Um, I was kind of, my knee's been kind of bothering me. Yeah. It's not enough to, like, completely stay off it. But, you know, you gotta, I'm getting older. I'm 31. So right. It's hard to explain to your boss, like. Oh, yeah, I'm injured because I was skateboarding. And they're going to be like, what the fuck were you? (laughs) (laughs) You know how old you are, guy? (laughs) What the fuck were you doing to Bozo? Skateboarding? Is that like lingo for drugs? Did he do drugs or something? (laughs) Yeah, I still skate. Uh, That's what what my bosses ask all the time. They're like, "Um, what are you doing? I'm like, White Claw. They're like, oh, she's not an alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah, she is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I absolutely love skating. I love getting out there. I obviously don't push the limits like I used to when I was younger. Right. um, But it's still fun to get out. And my brother skates. I skate with him a lot. Yeah. I've made a couple friends that still skate and... Yeah, it's a. That's I, cool. I think I'll always skate as long. The as only I can. other uh, local comedian I know that's a skater is uh, Cody. Yeah, I uh, we were supposed to skate together many times. I, I went to his house on his birthday after his birthday show, and we yeah. we all went out after for his birthday. And he has the little like skate ramp. He has a mini his, ramp. Yeah, a mini ramp in his basement. Yeah, did he ever solve the issue of hitting his head? He said that he has to like shave it down a little bit, yeah. that it's a little too high on the one side. So yeah. I was like, but I was like, this is interesting, and I wanted to take a photo, <laughs> but then I was like, ah, no, I'm yeah. not gonna. <laughs> he, uh, Co- the first time I met Cody, he actually opened for me when I was headlining in Windsor. So okay. I headlined a uh, weekend at Haddon's Comedy Club, and okay. I had never met Cody before. Mm-hmm. And he was in, he like got added to the show or something. And uh, he was super nice. And we talked oh, about yeah. skateboarding. And he actually brought like a handful of friends with him to the show. And, yeah. 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 It was um, a ton of fun. I've been. I've been tight with him. Since I didn't then. get home until four in the morning. We went to Tangent Art Gallery, oh, okay. and it was like a huge rave going on. Oh, and he's I, a wild one. Yeah, he's a wild one. He, and he looks so young. I asked him that on his birthday. <laughs> I was like, "How are you this much older?" Than I know, me? right? <laughs> yeah, like you look like you're nineteen and a half. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's got, good, he's got good genetics. Good people, though, and a, and also a skateboarder. So, yeah. um, so like uh, growing up and everything, and then you, uh, what like made you realize that you were funny? Oh, um, I don't know. Was, like when I was really young, like like seven and eight, I think it was. My mom probably knows the exact age, but I used <laughs> to. I was obsessed with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, like that was like my idol. Uh-huh. I loved like his movies, everything. Like so, I would go around the house. Even Beverly Hills Cop Three. I don't. I think I was too young for that one. Oh, at the time, okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I think they didn't let me watch those, but like. 
you know, the Nutty Professor mm-hmm. and, like, Dr. Dr. Doolittle. Like, so I would go around the house and I would mock the movie. Like, I would, you know, like, like do scenes Hercules, from the movie. Hercules, Hercules, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so my mom always thought that was really funny and, like, my friends thought it was funny. And then Were you I, into Norbit at all? I love Norbit. Norbit's so I good. Love, <laughs> hey, you're so <laughs> Oh, my God. You uh, that was a pretty yeah, good Eddie I, Murphy. I really love Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Doing impersonations of Eddie Murphy was like my first thing I ever did as far as comedy went. Like I did it at school, really I did it at home. Yeah, um, I would think at your age it would be more of a like a Jim Carrey, but you know no. what? It's also Eddie Murphy too because I remember like my younger cousins who are like your age. They yeah. they were so into Nutty Professor. Like, oh my we were god, so into that was it. the yeah. funniest. I mean, when I saw that, and it it, it was. Especially funny because, like, my parents really thought it. My mom never, which I think she thinks it's funny, but she's not into those movies too much. But, like, right. my dad and, like, my stepmom would laugh at that movie. Like, yeah. I mean, like, my stepmom would be, like, in tears when right. they're all farting at the table. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, as a kid, you're like, this Mike is Wallace funny. made like, me moist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, who yeah. the fuck is oh, Mike Wallace? Yeah. I was too no, young, it was young, young scenes to were the know best. who that was. It was, uh, no, it wasn't Mike Wallace. It was, it was Mike a, Wallace. Was it? Yeah, yes. she was like, Mike Wallace made me it moist. Made, made yeah, moist. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And I had to, like, ask my parents. I was like, who the hell's Mike Wallace? I don't know yeah. who this is. And I was a really, like, into pop culture kind of kid. Yeah. And I had no idea who Mike Wallace was. Yeah. It like, was funny. He said, "Will someone put this old bird out of misery?" And then she had the fork, and she's like, "I'll stick this fork up the crack of your yes. ass." <laughs> I, I used to do that. I remember being at like a campground and literally just walking around, being like, "Crack of your ass," like like trying to do it right. Did, and like, did you ever do a um a, a buddy love? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Give us a little yeah. buddy love. I, 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 man, it's been way too long. Oh, too long to for do the buddy that, love. But, yeah, I remember when in the movie where he's like, I can see my dick. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I remember not being able to say dick. So I, I would just kind of go, I can see my dick. And then like, like walk around the house or when, when uh, I think the Nutty Professor, I was a bit older. I, I was probably like nine or 10. And uh, or, or when he's like spandex. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked that. And then I did a, um, I did like a couple plays at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I played characters, and then people were like, "Hey, he's really good." Like people were coming okay. to the program director, and they were like, "Hey, like that kid's really good." Like, so that encouraged you to keep uh, going. Yeah, I never. Um, so I never really pursued that. Okay, it wasn't something I never was in drama. I did a couple plays that I had to basically do. Yeah, I was good at them. Um, never did like a talent show for humor, but in class I was always like. I have, like, such a narcissistic personality. I just love attention. And, right. Like, you like being, like, the center of attention. And, no, like, I agree. making people laugh. <laughs> the same and, way. and I used to get such a high mm-hmm. out of, like... Adrenaline, Out yeah. of, like, fucking with the teacher and then making people laugh. For and, sure. And I would... It was a weird predicament because I would feel sorry for the teacher. I would be like, oh, I didn't really want to fuck with her or, like, make fun <laughs> of her. But all these people are laughing. And <laughs> I have no choice. Yeah. I got to keep going. Just basically, like, my whole childhood and then like early teenage years like around a around a bonfire like making people laugh yeah like i'm i love telling stories and like, okay and like you know making up stories that made people laugh so did like, that like per, like encourage you to pursue actually getting on stage and doing the stand-up yeah so i always wanted to do stand-up mm-hmm. um because of eddie murphy i was like right. man like like I, what he does that's what i want to do and then as i became a young adult uh dane cook was like a huge, huge influence on me because right. 
I can remember, like, my first, like, serious girlfriend. Like, you know, like, my first love. Like, we used to go to Family Video and rent Dane Cook DVDs. Yep. And then we would watch them. And we would just be laughing. And it was funny because we laughed. The, the cool thing about Dane was that he made you go like, oh, I do that. Like, <laughs> or, or you do that. Or like, yeah. Especially like you're watching it with your partner and you're like, we do that. Or like, yeah. you do that. Yeah. Or, you know, like the, do you remember the nacho cheese bit at the movies? Where he's like, do you want anything to eat no. before we before we go into the movies? And she's like, mm, no. And he's like, all right. And he's like, and then we sit down. We're in the movie. Credits are rolling. And all of a sudden, oh, yeah. you hear her. And she's like, I think I want some, some treats. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, you know the nacho cheese? Yeah. Just the cheese. Just the cheese. Like, like shit like that, I was like. That's like, so it's, quirky. It's not, that like it's, gen- so tr- it's not like genius. It's just like obvious. Yeah. And like. It's so funny and relatable. So, yeah. like, I, I remember telling her, I was like, I could do stand-up. And yeah. she goes, you think so? And I was like, yeah, I totally could do it. And she was like, you should, then you should go do it. And I was like, yeah, fucking, maybe I'll, like, look around and see if there's, like, open mics. So I remember, like, Googling, like, open mics and shit yeah. or, like, comedy shows. And the only thing that would pop up was Ridley's. Yeah. And then, like, I did call Ridley's a few times when I was... In my twenties, mm-hmm. and they just never called me back. Oh, okay. So it, it basically started taking um, uh, the comedy one hundred and one class. Which okay. Is when I was like twenty four, I took that. So and, you did that before you even did an open mic. Oh yeah, yeah. I never did an I never did an open mic until after the show. I got Mike Jeter was the one who got a hold of me after the show and was like, "Hey man, I run these shows. Like you did well. Like you should come out, hang right. out with us, and like learn." So I was like. Okay, yeah, for sure. Cool. And funny enough, too, uh, I was walking through a swap meet one time. I was meeting my buddy at the gym, and, like, I was just trying to kill some time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I go to this swap meet on, like, Grossback. Okay. And it's and uh, I'm walking, like, circles, just killing time. And this psychic is, like, she's, like, hey, readings. And I'm, like, man, fuck that. Because, like, uh-huh. full disclosure, I don't believe in any of that horse shit. Uh-huh. So... I pass her, and I'm like, no, thank you. And I pass her again doing my lap. And she's like, oh, this must be fate. And I'm like, I'm taking laps. You're, you are positioned here in the same spot. This isn't fate. This is, yeah. this is how this directions is work. Just repeating where I yeah. was. And, I, and then she was like, I don't know. I think it's a sign you should come here. And I was like, I'm seeing myself passing here again in five minutes. And then I walked by and, okay. and came back around. She's like, all right, like. You should do this. Like, I, I don't have any customers. Like, come on. And I'm like, well, how yeah. much is it? And she's like, 20 bucks. And I was like, fuck that. And I kept walking. And the next time around, she's like, listen, like, what do you think is fair to pay for a psychic reading? And I said, absolutely nothing. And she's like, come on. Like, I'm like, I don't believe in it. It's bullshit. Like, I, I don't want to pay for it. Okay. And she's like, $5. Can you give me $5? She goes, at this point, I'm actually, like, interested in you. Like, what, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, she like, five dollars, like, well, sure. So we, we sit down, and she's, like, uh, going through cards with me right. and stuff. And uh, I've had a background mm-hmm. in how tarot cards worked. I actually used to live with uh, a family of pagans. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> wait, 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 what? I'll get to that after. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this lady goes, uh, <coughs> she's like, <laughs> She, you know, she's, oh, this will happen, this will happen. Oh, I foresee this. And she's like, have you ever considered a a path in stand-up comedy? And I was like, uh, yeah, like my whole life. And she goes, see, the cards <laughs> are telling me. And I go, listen, lady, 
If you didn't think it was comical that I passed you five times before I sat down <laughs> and then explained to you how, like, direction of travel works and, like, simple marketing, I'm like, you can obviously see I have an outward personality. I, so I still funny. think that you're, you're confusing logic with the supernatural. And, right. And so we had a really nice conversation. She's like... She, like, stopped reading my cards, and we actually had a really nice conversation That's about, cool. like, why I don't believe in the supernatural and, like, how I think that logically you can come to a lot of conclusions about a person just from sitting down with them for a little bit. Right, right, like right. By their age, by their height, by, you know. The way they so, carry themselves, too. Yeah. So I said, you know, and she was like, you're very smart, you know. And I said, yeah. well, geez, I would have gave you more than five bucks if you were going to compliment me this whole fucking time. <laughs> and uh, she even told me, she said, uh, are, are you in a relationship? Because she... She had played my cards and it said, like, that I have trouble in a relationship, which I don't. Yes, that's true. But that's not a fair thing to assess for me because I'm an asshole. Mm -hmm. So, like, right, if I pass you all those times and just give you shit about your profession being fake, you can probably assume I'm kind kind of a dick. Yeah. So to assume that I'm also not good with women is... (laughs) <laughs> right so yeah after explaining that to me she's like you know oh i have a daughter and she's like i would totally hook you up if you weren't such a dick and i was like ah, it's better for your daughter i totally get it and, uh, <laughs> so yeah that that made me like even though i don't believe in that stuff yeah it still made me go somebody picked up on that, that I might energy have a, an ability to speak yeah. or like to be funny so yeah. yeah and yeah i lived with uh pagans so okay <laughs> yeah. Uh, are um, you familiar with that type of like um, like are you talking about like well I, I am familiar with the uh, 80s movie um, <laughs> Dragnet <laughs> where, I'm not <laughs> I'm sorry that there was a whole pagan thing at that but do they like worship the devil or? no okay no What's pagan? So, um, I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll give you my best shot at it from their explanation over okay. the course of like maybe a year with me. Uh, so they just believe in like in like like people who are like monotheistic believe in like there being one God. You know what I mean? Right. And like so they are like polytheistic in the sense that they believe that there are individual gods for each realm belonging to each thing like the god of time the god of you know love Mm -hmm. and and all this shit and they they truly believe that they can they themselves have the ability to travel through different dimensions and time okay interesting Uh, think of dungeons and dragons okay but they think they're really doing it okay uh, including like the swords. Are you a King of the Hill fan? Yes. It's like the episode of King of the Hill where Bobby tries to be a witch. Oh, <laughs> you drink is. the dog blood. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and Hank has to save and him. Hank has and he to realizes save him. he's in yeah. a cult. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, in. I almost was the guy that drank <laughs> yeah. the dog blood. <laughs> you know, full disclosure again, like uh, these, these people were super nice and they took me in. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when I had nowhere to go, so okay. like they 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 were very very nice people who did a very tremendous thing for me, and they're a big reason that I'm even well, awesome. successful today. And like probably even I don't know I don't I don't think I wouldn't be alive, but they deserve a lot of credit. Did and, you uh, uh, do you have a tough uh, growing up? Uh, I was just a dick, You're you know. Just a dick. Like I was I was getting just, in trouble. Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble okay. when I was a kid, and like it was it was uh, maybe. Maybe that want for attention mm-hmm. or maybe like that want to be like seen and like noticed and, and like my parents were super cool parents. Like I never, I didn't have like a bad right. upbringing, you know, okay. my parents were cool people. Um, you were just, just a dick. <laughs> I was just like, I just liked getting in trouble cause it was like fun. It like brought out this adrenaline in me. Like I had been arrested 
like yeah a good amount of times and like all throughout most of my high school life i was on probation and going to court and like fighter or what would you get in trouble for um well like you know i always think back at like what the first thing was and it's hard for me to remember i got a lot of tickets for smoking cigarettes okay so i got a lot of mip tobacco i got like one or two mip marijuanas okay i got an mip uh alcohol uh, I got busted at house parties. Um, okay, so... I got caught fighting a few times. Yeah. Um, I know a couple guys like you. Not yeah, really bad guys, no, but, no. like, shit happens. Well, yeah. Wrong you know, place, wrong time kind you know, of thing. The life I was living as a kid especially w- was just stupid and it was ignorant. And yeah. And if I could go back, one of the things I ponder the most is, like, would I actually go back and change anything? Because that did make me who I am today and gave me this, like, a, this... Same thing. Vast amount of knowledge that I had. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh, there we they're go. They're coming to get DeVoe's though again. Oh, shit. He came down warrants? river. He's got warrants. What a feeling. Like, yeah, He's have, got warrants from back in 2012. Um, yeah. The, um, basically, I thought, you know, like, would I change it? And, and I guess the answer is no, but I wish I could go, if I could go back and talk to myself at, like, yeah. 14 to, like, 17, I would just be like, hey, man, like, you know, you should really focus on education and, yeah. like, furthering yourself and, like, being better. And basically what happened is I got in a lot of trouble in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I was on probation and kept violating probation and getting in trouble. And, like, they, I was put on a tether twice. So, wow. yeah, on my last house arrest tether, um, they were basically like, dude, we don't know what we're going to do with you. Like, yeah. you keep violating. Like, we're sick of you. You're not a violent offender. Right. But, like, enough You're annoying. is enough. Yeah, <laughs> out. really, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they were talking about sending me to, like, juvenile detention and then jail. And oh, jeez. Yeah, because I was going to be 17. Right. So they're like, hey, man, like, we've just we've had enough. Like, So my mother was on the phone with my grandmother, and she was like, I wish there was something we could do. Like, mm-hmm. I wish that if we could take him from his environment, he could flourish and be a – we he can move him to – bumfuck ohio right and he can't get in trouble right you know what i mean right so uh my mom was like yeah that's a great idea and she happened to mention it to my probation officer who mm-hmm. was like oh you can do that yeah like they need to come up here prove that they're fit legal guardians and we'll we'll cut his fucking tether off and they can have him like wow okay yeah so that's what happened so that's they, why you went to ohio yeah they came to court the, the referee was like yeah you guys seem like you're super fit and like he'll have a better like surroundings there and shit and yeah uh, so they literally cut my tether off on my way like i got in the car said goodbye to my friends um like everybody not well enough people came to my house and like said bye to me i still had my tether on yeah put me in the car they cut my tether off at has and then i was on the freeway on my way to ohio so how long did you stay in ohio for i was there for like less than a year okay um and uh, i went to school there but it, did it get uh, you, like, back in a good mindset, then? So, what Ohio did for me was it exposed me to the fact that maybe maybe the people I was hanging out with weren't necessarily a bad influence, but maybe the way I was thinking about things was bad. Because, to be honest, I got in more trouble than any of my friends. Like, right. And a lot of them got in trouble because they were with me, which made right. me feel horrible. Right. Like, to have your friend's parents be like... You can't hang out with that kid. anymore, yeah. Yeah, I was like, man, that really, like, was sad. So when I met new people and and got in a new surrounding, I was kind of like, wow, I still have this urge to be a a 
a troublemaker. Right. And I got suspended in Ohio once. Yeah, once. Um, and then I got put in ISD, in-school detention, like, right. a fucking handful of times. And, like, my grandparents <laughs> were, like, so pissed at me. Like, and they were, like, disappointed. You ever right. have someone, like, genuinely look at mm-hmm. you and just be like... It's so much worse. Man, I'm trying to help you, and, like, you are just... And it, it really hurt my feelings. So yeah. I, 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 like, decided that, like, maybe the way I was doing things right. was wrong. And, like, and, uh, yeah, I didn't stay in Ohio... Uh, I, they had told me that I was allowed to come home for homecoming mm-hmm. and, like, prom and all that shit. Yeah. And uh, I don't know to this day exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, I get different stories from different people. But they basically told me no. And I was like, what? Like, this is, we had a court agreement. Like, the mm-hmm. courts told me I could do this. I'm right. allowed to come here, participate, and then I go back to Ohio. Right. And, um uh, yeah, my, my grandma was just like, yeah, it's not happening because uh, you're going to go back there or get in trouble or, like, you won't come back. or Right. So I, I really felt, like, deceived. And, like, I remember talking to my mom, and, and I was just like, man, like, you guys lied to me. Right. And she was like, look, it is what it is. Like, And I was like, you have uh, an option right now. You have a choice to make right now. You're either going to call my my probation old probation officer and referee and get me home mm-hmm. or I'm coming home. Right. And that's one of those two things is going to happen. And she's right. like, you know, don't threaten me. And I was like, it's not a threat. Like, figure this out now or I'm coming home. Right. And she's like, you're not going to do shit, Justin. So, like, months went by. Mm-hmm. And I told her, like, hey, I'm, I meant that. Like, get me back home now. Because I wasn't allowed to come back at all. Right. Like, they were like, you can't come back and visit. You can't. I'm like. What the fuck? And I, no one would answer whether it was court, it was mandated it by was the courts, or it was family. a preference from my family. And I was really pissing me off because if mm-hmm. it was my family, I would, I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, like, you guys told me I could come home right. you know, just for a vacation, just for a weekend to see yeah. my friends and like say hello, my family. So, right. uh, my buddies had known that I was like that all this was going on because I was mm-hmm. talking to them. So they actually drove out right. and came to see me, and uh, I'll never forget it because. My friends all drove down to Ohio in this shitty uh, Geo Metro that my buddy had. I mean, <laughs> dude, this an thing, Easter egg. man, and well, it was like one of the square ones. Oh, okay. But like the roof was falling off of it. Yeah. And they, they hit a bong in the roof that was sagged down. Oh, my God. And I was like, that's the worst hiding place ever because anybody with a half a brain is going to be like, why is the is there a bong? Why is that thing? What's there a bump that looks like a dick in your roof? Like, <laughs> So uh, they came down. They spent the weekend. Uh, I showed them around and shit. And then uh, they were leaving. Mm-hmm. And uh, my buddy looked at me and he was like, get in. And I was like, oh. and he's like, come on, man. Yeah. He's like, enough shit. Get in the car. We're going to take you home. And I was like, I can't, like, I can't do that to my grandparents, like, mm-hmm. like, and he's like, all right, man, just know that if you ever need to come home, just call me, mm-hmm. and I'll come pick you up, and I was like, all right, like, I appreciate that, and I, I made it a couple more months or so, and I made, I made really good friends uh, down there, yeah, uh, the, most of the teachers were pretty cool to me and very welcoming, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I really liked it there, and it's another one of those things, I guess, when you look back, you go, like, should I have stayed? Obviously, it's a question I ask myself. Yeah. Should I have stayed there in this better environment? And uh, I don't know, man. I'm happy with my life today. Yeah. Like, I feel grateful for everything I have. And um, so. did you, uh, when you were when you were down there, um, 
Did you ever think about like just running away somewhere completely different, not coming back here? <sighs> no. Like just because it seemed like a really stressful kind of time no. in your life. No. I really missed my friends. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I genuinely miss my friends. A lot of people have speculated uh, that I left there uh, for a girl, and that's not true. Yeah. Uh, because I did eventually leave. Yeah. A couple months later, I told my mom, I was like, all right, dude, I've given you the chance. Like, yeah. I, I packed all my shit. Uh, this is going to sound horrible, but it's the truth. Uh, I don't think I've ever told this story before on, uh, like, a live thing or whatever. But yeah. So I woke up early in the morning. It was on a weekend. And uh, my uncle, who was a year younger than me, Okay, uh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he, we have he some was of those like, in our family. He was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm just, you know, just getting mm-hmm. some stuff together." So what I did was I wore like six shirts, and then I wore a sweater, and then I wore a hoodie, <laughs> and then I wore my coat. It was around uh, Thanksgiving time. Did you cold. totally put everything on? So your body? I put oh like every because I couldn't carry bags yeah. because it would have looked super suspicious to what I was doing. <laughs> This so is how smart Justin DeVos I had, is. <laughs> this is how smart I had, he is. I had a bunch of pairs of socks on. I had like three <laughs> pairs of pants. like, And I had stuff stuffed in the cargo pockets of the pants underneath the pants I was wearing. Oh, my God. Yeah. You smooth criminal. <laughs> right. Uh, I, had, I had worked for the UPS store when I was down there. So I had saved all my paychecks. Like I had calculated while at work, like how much things would cost me, where to go, like all this crap. So yeah. What I didn't think was that my uncle was going to confront me that morning. And he was oh. like, hey, like, where are you going? What are you doing? And like, I don't <laughs> Why know do if you have you under- six shirts on? <laughs> I, I, right now, I'm 190 pounds. Back then, I was like 155 to 160. Okay. So for me to look like I was 200 pounds, you, there's no way of hiding right. 12 layers of clothes. Right. And he's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, all right, man, listen to me. My buddy has found out that some guy's got, you know, a stash of shit somewhere, and we're going to go get it. And he's like, what? You can't be getting in trouble anymore. And I'm like, look, man, I'm not going to get in trouble. We're going to go in. We're going to grab the stuff. And he's like, why all the layers? And I was like, in case they try to fight us. Like, you got to have layers. It's like armor. (laughs) And uh, I swear to God, in my daughter's life, that's what I told him (laughs) at, like, 7 in the morning. I was like, look, man, like, if shit goes sideways, someone's got, like, a knife or, like, like, I got layers on, like, I'm going to go do this. And that's how you escaped? And he was like, all right, man, like, it's fucking weird, but, you know, okay. So I left. Uh, my my buddies drove me to the Greyhound station. I, Why the fuck are we paying money for bulletproof and knifeproof vests <laughs> listen, for these police officers listen, when we could just that, have the layers? That never would have worked. <laughs> that wanna, never would have worked. Full disclosure, that never would have worked. Uh, <laughs> it was a ridiculous lie that I came up with on it's the spot. It's just so funny he believed it, though. He was like, well, oh, okay, man. <laughs> here's the worst part about it. Okay. Because on, because obviously I left. I didn't tell anybody right. that I was leaving. So, like, I catch a Greyhound. I get back to Detroit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. As a young man, obviously I was going, man, what the fuck am I going to do? What I didn't consider was what are my grandparents going to do? Right. Or what about my uncle that thinks I just went to go, like, fucking... Yeah, (laughs) right. With Uh talks of being stabbed. Right, right, right. What does he think? Why am I not answering my phone? Why am I not there? So I just felt like this horrible guilt. And I, I, you know, it was a long time ago, but I think I... You know, I waited, like, till the next day 
yeah. to talk to them because I felt so horrible about what I did. Right. But obviously they were like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> we were just scared all night and right. day. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the worst person, like, in the world. And I didn't really figure out, like, where I was going to live. Right. So, like, a lot of, for the first couple weeks and months, I lived with a friend, with a friend. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was trying to just pick up odd jobs. Like, I worked for, like, a tree service and, yeah. like, worked for a roofing company. Like, just picking up odd jobs everywhere. And then, like, I lived in Detroit on Ford Road and Evergreen with some mm-hmm. buddies in a terrible neighborhood. Like, and uh, so, basically, my, my like, one of my best friends was like, hey, I know this family. And, like, they... Of pagans. Yeah. They, <laughs> well, he actually prefaced it with... Uh, they're a little strange. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, they'll, they can help you out. Like, they're super great people. So yeah. I went over, I met him. And then, um, so he was friends with their daughter, who was like our age, roughly our age. Yeah. A little bit younger. And uh, I sat down, and I was talking to these people. And her mother was like, dude, that's a crazy story. Like, your mm-hmm. life is insane. Like, <laughs> it's wild. You know, you, like, we, we, we want to help you. And I was like, oh, it's really sweet of you. Um, so, like, all I had was a garbage bag right. full of clothes. And, like, like my life was in a garbage bag. Right. And so I brought that. And she's like, come stay with us. And we'll figure out, like, what what we're going to do or, or, like, get you on your feet. So I lived with them for, I don't I don't even want to quote the time. I don't know. It was, it was like, significantly less than a year. But while living there, I you know I was helping them around the house, mm-hmm. helping them pay stuff. They and 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 they were such beautiful people to me. Right. Like, I really need to stress that, like the amount of love they showed me. And when people would come to their houses, the way that they would say, like, "That's our adoptive kid. Like right. we took him in. Like right. that's he's family. Yeah. Like Don't I mean? And they people say that people say that a lot, and they mean it. They don't mean it. You know what I mean? You ever right. hear someone call you family and you're like, why? Yeah. Like, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> but when these people said it, I felt it. Right. So I learned the way they, <laughs> the way the, the, their lifestyle was. And they explained right. to me about being pagan and all their friends were kind of like into this super, supernatural religious type of deal. And they had like a pagan marriage, her yeah. and her husband, boyfriend, yeah. which was like wild. Um, but yeah, but they, even though super wild people, like super amazing, like I have and nothing, heartwarming people. I have nothing yeah. but hilarious and great things to, say, things about to say about because them because they're the they're they were so interesting and and hilariously weird. Um, they <laughs> they <laughs> her her uh, so the mother she was uh she she had a lot of like ailments and stuff mm-hmm. and and to this day we you know no one really knows whether. She, whether she really had all these things wrong with her or it was a psychological condition from taking all the prescription drugs that okay that she took right. um but she would yeah she um she had a lot of issues and like the the husband like helped take care of her and stuff and okay. so she'd be off these like wicked pain meds right and like she would she would pass out with like a bowl of ice cream in her hand and mm-hmm. they had a pug Named, uh-huh. named Gypsy, and this fucking dog, man, I would get in from, like, work or something, and the dog would just be lapping ice cream out of this bowl oh as she's, like, God. hunched over. And, she's... and she would wake up and just go ape shit on the dog, and it's like, 
you fell asleep. Dude, like, you're the one that did it. Like, you know, also, dogs aren't supposed to eat grapes, right? Right, Dude, I've watched that dog eat a bag of grapes. Really? Yeah, I kept thinking. When I found that out, I was like, how did that dog? Like, I I fed that dog grapes. Like, so they, they, um, you know, she had, like, those those type of, that kind of life, you know, dealing with a lot of illnesses and and prescription medication. And she, she had, I don't know, man. And I'm not speaking ill of her at all. Believe me. She just had... She had issues, issues like we all have issues. Yeah. and yeah. Um, That's yeah. an amazing story, Justin. Like, I would never even have thought yeah. that you were even close to a troublemaker at yeah. any time. Like, oh, honestly, yeah. like, when we're out at Mike's and stuff, I'm like, <laughs> okay, DeVozo's safe. Let's go talk to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, I know you're not going to, like... It, well, I hope only... you still feel that way. No, I... no. I'm like, I would never think that you were, would yeah. ever, like, do like do anything like that. Yeah. That's a wild story. Well, but you've grown and you matured. Like, yeah. that's one good thing that, like, you've learned from the things that you've been yeah. through. So. Well, because, because when I look back at all that and I think about, like, like, what I went through and, like, who I was and, like, how that hurt people, how it hurt my grandparents, how, yeah. it, how it hurt my parents, how, like, even my little brother who I had to deal with, you know, seeing me get arrested and, like, right. seeing cops in the house all the time. And, mm-hmm. like, I, like, just decided that, like, I didn't want to live that way. Right. And, like, so the fact that I don't talk about it usually isn't because, like, I want to forget it. It's just because, like, like, I moved past that. Yeah. But when I realized the other day that I've never actually discussed it with almost anybody besides, like, laughing about it with friends that remember right, it. Right, right. Uh, I was like, yeah, it's, that's a part of my life that should be documented in some way because <laughs> it was why. I remember they would have, like, their friends would come over. So, like, he worked, the husband, he worked at night at Walmart as a stalker. Mm-hmm. And he had this friend, Mark, who was a cross-dresser okay. and also a pagan. So he came in the house one day with titties, and mm-hmm. I was like like fake titties like there was like a bra but it had titties on it okay and i was like what the fuck and it had a plaid skirt on and like the, the hairiest fucking legs i had ever seen you were so confused dude i'm like what the fuck are you doing like you had a full goatee and shit right. i'm like you're not fooling anyone right. Like, you know? right exactly and uh so yeah he the, so one of the one of the funniest stories i have is he had came over one night and uh, she had always, April, the mother, she had always called me Jason. Okay. And I would be like, Jesus Christ, I live here. Mm-hmm. It's Justin. Right. Like, and she'd be like, oh, I don't know why I do that. And I'm like, well, because you're high off the fucking pills. That's why. <laughs> and, and, and she had, like, maybe felt self-conscious about it or something. So, anyway, he's over, and she's like, oh, Jason, we're going to do this. And I'm like, for the last time, it's Justin. And uh, they... They're basically role players, pagans. Okay. What they do is they improv off of each other while role playing. Okay. The pagans I know. I don't know about the pagans. You people know out there. I'm not. But that's who anything. I lived with, and that's, that's who what, I That's with. my story. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so one of them looks at the other one and goes, "Hmm. Do you think she noticed it too?" And then so Mark would look at, uh, um, would look at um, April and be like, "Yes, you did notice, didn't you?" And she'd be like, "I didn't want to say anything." And then Rob would be like. Hmm, I agree. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And they'd be like, yeah. Hmm, he is. We all noticed it. Justin, in a past life, your name was Jason. And I'm like, oh, oh. fucking please. And they're like, no, you were Jason the protector Jason of, the something. Protector of something. And I'm like, dude, she's high off Percocet or whatever. <laughs> That's why she keeps calling me Jason. This is really easy this to is solve. This is really easy to figure out. And, is- uh. It's not they, Scooby-Doo and the detective no, agency, you know? Right. Like, come on. But because they had loved this role-playing that they do and yeah. this, like, illusion that they all create, right? they would 
bounced these ideas off of each other. And okay. they had actually decided uh, that I needed an exorcism. Um, yes, this came later on. Yeah, it's probably the best story about them ever. Oh, my uh, God. So Mark... Uh, Rob and April had all decided that I needed to pull the demons from me that caused me to be such a troublemaker and okay. and all these things. That was my that was their solution. So okay. I'm like, I don't believe in any of this. So if you guys want to like sit here and waste some Do time, something. this is gonna be hilarious, and right. my friends are gonna think it's funny. Right. So they they uh we go to this store. If you don't know, you can actually buy like toad's foot and like. All this crazy shit. She had a legitimate cast iron cauldron. Oh my god! Yeah, and it was it killed the illusion when it was suspended by a TV dinner tray. But like, <laughs> like she set up a TV dinner tray, and then there was a and cauldron. Put the cauldron, I'm cauldron like, on it. Don't these have to be in a fireplace that, or something? That, you know, I, mine's plastic, and I do that, and I just put it on the front stoop at Halloween. You know, so they start burning all this shit, which mm-hmm. I'm. hundred percent sure was highly toxic. Okay. Uh, like, like I'm like, like I'm waiting for like a mesothelioma case. It was probably just sage, honey. It was (laughs) a lot of sage and a lot of other weird shit. A lot of other. So they start doing this stuff where they're like performing this ritual and I'm just sitting on the couch and I'm like, "Eh, fuck it. Like whatever. Mm hmm. So they're like, Oh, it's, we're having a hard time pulling this demon out of you. Cause I kept saying, no, I don't feel any different. It's not working. <laughs> Man, this shit smells horrible. Uh. <laughs> I'm having, I'm getting a headache from the toxic fumes that are spewing out. But of thanks this for thing. letting me live here, guys. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, no, you're getting a headache because the bad energy and the demons are leaving you. That's the feeling of it leaving you. I'm like, no, it's because you're burning a bunch of shit in here. Right. And long and story short, I'm allergic. Short, yeah. So they're like doing this. They all put their hands on me, right? That's how you, how you got to do it. Like okay. Shoulder, shoulder. Mark comes up the cross-dressing uh, guy, and he puts his hand on my forehead, and he starts violently shaking his arm, which shakes his hand, which sends a tremor to my forehead. Uh, and then he starts yelling, and he had the de- judging by his hairy legs, he also had the most deep voice I've ever heard okay. in my life. Still and he just starts titties, going though. like, oh, and <laughs> he falls over, okay. lands on the ground, starts convulsing on the floor. What? Yes. And then he gets up with his eyes like rolled in his head and starts speaking in a language I don't understand. Oh, right? my God. So I'm like, fuck, this is hilarious. Jesus. But I think it's about to get dangerous. He tackles me. Because oh, I shit. stand up, because I'm like, hey, man, like, what? Come on, you, now. Like, yeah. The joke's over. Like, he tackles me. Oh, my God. He's on top of me trying to kill me. Oh, like, my he's God. He's literally trying to choke me. I'm, like, I'm in my guard, uh-huh. pu- pushing off with my heels. Like, like what the fuck? They're grabbing him. Right. They grab him, throw him on the couch, and then he's like, and then they, like, start chanting shit at him, and then he, like, comes back to normal, and he's like, what have I done? And I'm like, you know goddamn well what you did. What have I done? So so he he decides like from this point on that oh, he's geez. sticking to the story that he he killed my demon. He this what they had said was that he let the demon enter him. Oh, he was a vessel. And he destroyed mm. the demon in mm. another world internally. And and why he attacked me was the demon was doing that because it wanted to get back into me. Mm, yeah. Okay. To this day, I think he wanted to get into me. That's, <laughs> that's what I think. I uh, think he did too. Yeah. Oh my God, Justin, that was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. It's great. Um, one last thing I wanted to ask you, and then we're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Um, who 
uh, you've told us that you were really influenced by Eddie Murphy, but like who in the scene makes you laugh and who like now comics that are like out there right now performing and local everything. level or local and national, like who's, who are some people that um, really make you laugh now? Oh, um, well on a local level, I mean, I, I genuinely do enjoy most comics that I see because everyone has something, right? Yeah, I'm not, yeah. You know, it's it's hard to find someone that has an entire set that's, you know, because that's what we're Wonderful. doing, right? We're yeah. trying to work on it. Perfect it, yeah. So most people I see, um, I really enjoy Sam Rager. Yeah. I think she is, like, super funny and, really like, just funny. such a nice person. Very natural, too. On oh, she, yeah, she's, like, dude. Just comes off. It's effortless, yeah. I think, for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy Strohmile a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I really do. Like mm-hmm. his uh his his snack machine thing where he talks about Finner. That's yep. one of my favorite jokes ever. Um, yeah. Um, Kev, I love Kev. Yeah, like, I think Kev's fucking hilarious on and off the stage. You and Kev, um, you and Kev had that three hour drive together, yeah. and I was so jealous. Yeah. I was like, why didn't I get to ride with them? <laughs> yeah, me and Kev. Just, Get along really well. I stole Kev from you when he got there. I was like, hey, I have booze. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, get away from him. He's being sober. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoy that. And on on like a pro level, um, and a lot more comedians that I've just on the spot, so I can't really. No, that's what we're about. Yeah. um, Pro level, you know, uh, Tom Segura. I never was Mm -hmm. into him, but lately I was watching, and I'm like, damn, he's really funny. I like his delivery. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg always, always. I'll, I'll think is hilarious. Uh, Dave Chappelle, like you know all the, mm-hmm. all of them. I can't really think of a guy. I don't think it. Well, there's actually quite a few, but yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> no. That's about it. All right. Well, um, we are gonna take a quick break, and then we will be back, and we'll do our seven random questions unsanctioned seven uh, segment, and then we'll be done. Thank you again for coming, Justin DeVozo, yeah, and we'll be welcome. back Thank with you. him after this. You know, in my day, Simon, people used to spend time with their family on Sundays and special occasions, come around and pay their respects. You mess around and miss all the earnest golden years, magic golden years, and you're going to be mad at yourself. Uh, That's your nephew. Oh, baby's got a little gas. <laughs> There <laughs> you go. You'll be able to cover your plate. Oh, I grandma. Mama, have some water. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April. Shot down in May, but I know I'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on top, back on top in June. I said that's life. We're back with Justin DeVozo. That's life. Hello. That's life. That is life. We've been talking about your life. Pretty interesting. Thank you. Pretty interesting. Not what I would have expected. Yeah. We've deep dive in his comic soul <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. This is what yeah. makes us us. Um, also, something that makes you you is you're a dad. Oh, that's what is the best part about my life. Yeah. 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 So, um, so you're a dad, but you're a single dad. Yes. And uh, you were in a in a long term relationship with her mom. Yeah, I mean, it was a few years. I wouldn't say it was. 
it was super long, but yeah. I mean, yeah, we were together for a while. And in in uh, you know, to to clarify, the way I see my parenting is that you know, me and her mother did not get along. Mm-hmm. You know, we have conflicting personalities. She's got a strong personality. I have a strong personality. Uh, she's a great person, mm-hmm. and we. I like to think we get along so much better now right. that we're not together. And, like, that was one of the most important things to me when, mm-hmm. when we decided. Because our breakup wasn't, it wasn't, like, one day, like, hey, right. this is done. Get the fuck out. Like, you know, we had talked about it for a while. Um, you know, she was unhappy with me. I was unhappy with her. And uh, the conversation just came where I was like, hey, listen. Yeah. I will never be the person to tell you to leave because I am prepared. This is going to sound horrible, but just, you know, I don't know. It's not as bad as it sounds. I told her I am prepared to live the rest of my life unhappy with you as long as I get to see my kid every day. And uh, she was like, wow, that, that's great. And then I think that's really what where she was like, holy crap, like he's – miserable and like not happy and then she really reflected and was like well i'm not happy with him and from that point on i said listen i think that you should move on and you should like find someone who's better than me there's a lot of people better than me and like i don't have any intentions of finding anybody else and i really haven't i i like my life being single but i wanted her to be happy and i knew i couldn't do that so we had basically came up with the idea that we would still stay together you know, mm-hmm. and then we would try to get her, you know, to a point where she felt comfortable moving out and get herself established because, right. you know, she had the hardest job. I worked like 60 hours a week, but like her job was seriously difficult. She took care of two kids because she had a daughter. Right. And then we had our daughter. Right. So she was she was working like part time trying to like get back into it. Mm-hmm. And so for a few months, it was us working on getting her established and confident and capable and like. Uh, you know, as far as assistance with money went, like, I wanted to make sure that she had everything she needed. Right. And she's very independent. She's right. very headstrong. So, believe me, it's not like I was the one who did She did it. Yeah. But I wanted to be there to support her. I was also really particular about where she was going to go mm-hmm. because my kid is with her. Right. So, I was like, I want to see, like, the house you pick out. I want to see your apartment right. or wherever you, you go. go. Like, yeah. I, I want to be there for the inspection. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure. If you need help with anything, I got you. Right. I mean, like, splitting up. I bought my house mm-hmm. myself, not mm-hmm. to discredit her in any way. Mm-hmm. That was just a deal we had. We had not been getting along for a while. Right. I was like, this would be horribly irresponsible of me to not to do put it you on me. this yeah. house and like have something happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but like our furniture and stuff, like she, <laughs> when she left, she needed to furnace, furnish, uh, you know, have furniture and stuff. And so <laughs> it did kind of suck when everything was moving out. But I can remember her dad and her brother being there. To help her, you know, move her stuff. Yeah. And, like, uh, it wasn't as sad of a day as they were making it out to be. They were like, right. they were like, oh, you know, Justin. Uh, I'm like, hey, man, like, no, as long we're as good. she's happy, yeah. like, we're cool. She's laughing and joking with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And her dad, I remember, and he was so nice about it. He's like, Brandy, you got to leave him something. Because my, <laughs> living room, my living room was empty. So bare. So and, bare. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's like he was outside trying to convince her mm-hmm. to leave my sectional couch and he's like come on like we can the guy's in there with no furniture and i was like glenn it's fine man I, i'm going to art van Doug like i'm Morrow. getting everything <laughs> yeah. ordered like yeah. thank you man and i'm super cool with her parents yeah. and her brothers yeah. and like um 
I just want to tell you, like, like early on when I, we first became friends on social media, I had seen you do a post about talking about your your ex, and mm-hmm. and and uh, what a lot of people don't really know, but I'm willing to share right now is that Ben and I are going through a separation. Okay. So it's like, but that's the thing is like, if you're holding on to a relationship. And yeah. somebody's miserable or both people are miserable or, or you're fighting yeah. all the time. It's not good. And, like, when I read your post about it, like, really early on in our friendship, I was like, man, this – you are an old soul. Like, oh, the, and the way that you handled that is, like, impeccable. Yeah. I mean, honestly, trying to be there for the other person is what it's all about. And yeah. I just, like, really wanted to say, like, I really – in, in the community, there's there's quite a few people who are parents. There's quite a few people who are single parents, too. Yeah. And, like, I just want you to know that, like, I look at you and I think, like, you are a stellar human being of a single parent Thank and you. an ex. Because, <clears throat> I mean, like, the way that, you know, just reading what you have to say about it yeah. and also, like, wanting to lift the other person <laughs> up, too, like, I totally look up to you for that. Thank you. That means so much more to yeah. me than any achievement in comedy. And also, but, our kids yeah. are going to probably get married. So. Yeah, we have, <laughs> we've we've betrothed them to each yeah. other. Yeah, that's been uh, pretty much her her gimmick to me. Yeah. for a while. And I'm like, Bo's really cute. Which oh, Bo? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, we got two. Which one yeah. are you talking He's about? He's a couple years older. She'll be getting out of college. We'll get them together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it is tough, and if I can say like moving forward, as as far as any advice goes, is that it there's going to be times where it's difficult, where where you you're not always going to get along. Yeah, you know i I knew right when we decided to split and when we decided to do that that like nothing was more important to me in the entire world than my daughter, and I mean that, and I I mean that so much. I've never felt anything that yeah. much in my life that you feel the same about our boys i have to know that she's okay mm-hmm. and and the well-being of her mother is going to be the well-being of my daughter because yep. that's her mom yep. so like there are times where we'll be on the phone and like I, man i'm just irritated with her like i'm like dude like <laughs> i i just want to jump through the phone but then i right. think like if i get her angry right now and mm-hmm. i decide to lash back at her or attack her she's going to be in a foul mood now, she hangs up the phone, and she's off the phone with me at that point. I'm out of her life. Right. But my daughter is still there. Right. Not that she would ever hurt my daughter, but imagine being my daughter who's playing and then has to see her mother upset. Pissed off about you, dad. Or just upset. Or anything. You don't want to see your mom yeah. upset or your yeah. dad upset. Yeah. So for me, when you say you want to do the best for your child, it genuinely means that you want to do the best for your child and everybody that she loves. Right. And my my daughter loves her mother more than anything. Right. And like so nothing is more important to me than my daughter, her mother, her sister, even her grandparents on her side. That's yeah. that's what being an adult is about and that's what I think personally being a parent is. It's putting your own selfishness and your own feelings and your own emotions and anger aside. And going like, you know what? There is something so much more important right here in front of me that, that doesn't need to grow up like I grew up. Yep. Like they don't need to see two people upset with each other all the time. They don't need to see like dis- discomfort in the home. They need to see strong stability. And like, that's why I always said to her mother, I said, you know, she, I, one of my biggest pet peeves is I don't like her having two birthdays. 
Yeah. I, I just don't I like it. that yeah. because it's her birthday. And yeah. if we can't come together as an entire family, meaning my side of the family, her side of the family, right. and her, what does that show our kid? Right. What does that show her that we couldn't we couldn't put aside for one day? Like if you have a boyfriend, dude, I want to meet the guy. And I yeah. and I genuinely mean this. I hope she finds the most amazing dude on the planet. Right. And and when and if she does Dude, I'll be celebrating his birthday. Right. Like, I'll be like, hey, Chad, you fucking got you, <laughs> God damn got you some new Crocs, Chad. bro. Like, <laughs> got you, you know, I got him with the fuzzies on the inside. No, I like, get it. I get dude, it. Dude, I, I, I want to be there. That's at, how you know that you're good with it. That's how yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, so it's tough. But at the end of the day, like, you you have to do what you can do. And she, yeah, she... <laughs> She's a great person. Yeah. I wish nothing but the best for her. Yeah. And your daughter is such a cutie pie. Oh, my God. Such she's a the sweetheart. greatest. Changing oil. I'm like, oh. damn, girl. I'm like, she's going to be a heartbreaker. When she knew. <laughs> so we, she's helped me change the oil just about every well, every time. I change my oil, my brother's oil, my friend's oil. I do work on my friend's cars. It's just what I do. I'm I'm pretty yeah. good mechanically. So when people have a problem, they usually call me. I fixed Adam's cars. Yeah multiple times he brings them over so anytime my daughter's with me and i have to work on a car she's in there with me yeah and like so she's starting to learn what the That's what cool. different wrenches are like the oil filter wrench she knows what an oil filter is you know like so awesome. i have her like pour the oil mm-hmm. you know and i i want my daughter to grow up and like know her worth i don't want her to ever yeah. have to be with somebody because of what they can do for her right i want her to be with someone because of what they can do together right so like 100 I, 100 <clears throat> not 50 50 right like imagine yeah. well i mean it happens all the time right like yeah. a girl meets a guy and she's like oh he he's got a lot of money so he can financially mm-hmm. uh, you know take care of me or oh he works on cars oh don't have to pay for tire rotations right right you shouldn't do that you should it, be able to do it yourself if you can yeah right or be in a healthy relationship where you understand that like she's helping you and, and yep. he's helping her and like so that's why i'm and i'm very i'm very tough on my daughter um not as far as like spanking and stuff but like I'm really tough on her, and, right. I, and I know that I shouldn't be. You're strict. You're but strict. I want her to know things and understand things, and like why things work, and and like I, it's so important to me that she succeeds where I failed. Mm-hmm. M- maybe that's maybe that's me being like like living vicariously through her. I don't know. What do but you I, think? What do you think about? Let's say, how old is your daughter right now? She she's four? three, but she'll be four okay. in October. When she's 24, <clears throat> yeah. what kind of relationship do you want with your daughter? Do you want to be, oh. like, her buddy? Are you going to be... Yeah. She's 24. She's single. She's going yeah. out to the bar. Are you going out to the bar with her? If Are she you... wanted me to go get lunch with her, sure, but... Yeah. Um, no, not, I don't mean, like, going and partying oh. with her. I mean, like, going and hanging out. Yes, and like every day. Concerts, things like that. Every day if I could. Yeah. My yeah. daughter can live with me till she's... till I die. Right. I don't care. I want her... <laughs> To be, I, I call my daughter, and, and and my my daughter's mom will tell you because she gets annoyed with me every day. Yeah. I call my kid like three times a day. I have to talk to her. I have to. I just texted before I got here. I texted her like she's, twice. She's like your probably. bestie. She's definitely I your bestie. I have to know she's okay. Yeah. I, have, yeah. I ask for pictures of her all the time. I, love that. I go and, and we have such a good co-parenting relationship, me and her mother. Tomorrow I'm going to power wash her house. Okay. So... You know, that's yeah. just, she asked, I'm going to go, you know, yeah. um, and I get to see my kid on the day I normally don't have her, which is like a bonus for me. 
There's so days awesome. where my daughter calls me and she's crying and she wants to come over and I go pick her up. There's days where I've had my daughter over the weekend and she's, yeah. she's not having it. Dude. She wants her mom. And yeah. I'm like, this is completely understandable. Like, me and her... Me and her made this scenario the way it is, and that's not my daughter's fault. Right. So if my daughter wants her mother and she just so happens to be at my house, you know what? That's We created this, and yeah. we need to solve it, me and her mother. So she has always been great about when my daughter wants to come see me, I come and pick her up. When my daughter wants her mother, her mother comes and she picks her you up. You guys both put her first, and yeah, that's the best thing about I, it. I am horrible with relationships. I always have been. I, I probably... Always will be, to be honest. Yeah. I just don't have a personality type where I can stay in a relationship long. But I don't feel that I need to because my kid has shown me, like, a love and a bond that... Nobody. Dude, it's... It's different. Man, she's the greatest thing in the entire world. It's and amazing. Like, yeah, so to answer your question, I would spend every day with her if I could. Yeah. I know she'll get annoyed with me. Yeah. But, like, whatever. You All know. right, we're going to do the seven questions here real quick. And then we're going to finish it out and you get to plug anything that you need to plug at the end. Okay? Cool. All right. Question number one. What is, what is one article of clothing that someone could wear that would make you walk out on a date? <laughs> what? Is it Crocs? No. Like an just, article of clothing that Something they that wear? they could wear that's just so annoying to you that you're just like, nope, deal breaker. I have to walk out. I'm, you're not a shallow person, no. but I think that like... There might be something that might just say, like, warning, warning, abort, abort. <laughs> that is a really good question. Wow, these are, these are, these are zingers. Sometimes. Um, I honestly, I don't, I can't think of anything that would make me walk out on a date that they're wearing. Um, you know, just saying something that they did or said would make me walk out, but I'm not any, much of a date. Any kind of like, um, an annoying quirk that would really set you off? Yeah, like, if they call tuna fish, if they call tuna, tuna fish, I'm fucking out. Really? Dude, it's tuna. It's tuna. We know it's a fish. Yeah. It's you, redundant to say that. You don't have to We say need it. to stop this. We yeah. need to together stop this pandemic of, of wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get I'll the fuck out. That. All right. All right. Tuna fish. That's a deal breaker for DeVozo. Um, who was your childhood actress crush? Because I know oh. you're straight, so <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Interview with the Vampire or what? Uh, I think she was Bring really, it on. I think she was really young. Oh, that bring was, it on. Bring it Spider Man. Spider Man. Okay. Where she and Tobey Maguire, you know, when when she's in that, uh, she's getting mugged and it's raining yep. and her nipples are out. Oh my <laughs> god. Lord have mercy. Uh, so here's her a fun nipples one. made her career. <laughs> They they're were, all in almost every movie. <laughs> they really did, and she—I I absolutely loved her. Not and the snaggletooth. That no, didn't make it. No. <laughs> Fun fact about her: I had such a big crush on Kirsten Dunst mm-hmm. that when I lived with the Pagans, uh-huh. um, I was—I would talk about it, and a friend of the daughter yeah. was over, and she goes, "You really think she's attractive?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." And she goes, "I have a friend who looks just like her," and Uh-oh. I said, "No, you don't." And she pulled out. She pulled up her MySpace, and uh, showed me. And I go, "Holy shit! She looks just like her. Mm-hmm. That woman is my daughter's mother." Really? Yeah, I swear to oh God. Oh my gosh! That's how I met my daughter's mom. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so funny. Yep. All right. So you had a baby with your childhood crush, basically. She doesn't look like her so much anymore. <laughs> uh, okay. She, we both got older. Okay. So. <laughs> Third question: If you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? 
Oh, that's a draw between philosophy and I think my ideal class, if I could just make up a class, would be for kids who are like in high school who who were like me, Mm -hmm. who had trouble like, like who got in trouble, who weren't listening, Mm -hmm. who like were were just kind of like different. I want to teach a class for kids like that. I've always wanted to do a comedy classroom because I think that's a way for for kids who are rebellious like me to express themselves. Right. And so I think it would draw a lot of people like me. And I just would like to talk and teach them the importance of like structuring their life, building a good foundation, uh, staying out of trouble, and also laughing about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like so, I guess if I had to answer that, that would be a class for okay. troublemaking kids. Okay. Who I think I could maybe maybe make them better. How do I teach these kids? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one. If you have to sing karaoke, what song are you singing? <laughs> oh man, you I have I have, to. I have done karaoke a couple times and I am not a singer. I play a lot of musical instruments. I, one of them is not my voice. Uh, <laughs> I karaokeed with Arms Wide Open by Creed oh, one time. Oh, my God. Hammered off my ass at a Christmas party for work. And, uh, yes, I did have, like, my shirt opened. <laughs> uh, me and a, a co-worker sang it, and it was absolutely a train wreck. Yeah. Uh, and then I karaokeed Tim McGraw's and Nelly over and over again. Over and over again, with okay. an African-American friend of mine from Flint. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh but yeah i don't know now um well yeah. we know your go-tos if you ever have yeah to. oh gosh okay uh question number five would you rather travel back in time to meet your ancestors or travel to the future and meet your descendants okay tough question because we know what happened in the past so we can we we know for sure that if i went back to 1980 that I could meet my great-grandparents mm-hmm. in Detroit. Oh, right. I, we know this. Yes. But we don't know that if we went to the future that it exists. Right. So if we went to the future and it didn't exist, would I cease to exist? Oh. People say this all the time. That's, they go, if you that's could go, kind of like, weird, yeah. yeah people yeah. say, if I, you could go anywhere, if anywhere in the past, you know, or if you could live anywhere in the past, where would it be? And the answer is I wouldn't because things only get better. Right, right. right. The, the, but what if nothing got better? What if it just ceased to? Yeah, exist? someone goes, "You can go in the future, would you?" It's like, yeah. and I have to live there and forever. I, yeah. No, no, because I have who no knows fucking what's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> there could have exactly. been a bomb. An atomic bomb could have dropped. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I think the time machine would have to reroute you to somewhere else if that happened. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. I think quantum physics right to the says edge of time. <laughs> I think that quantum physics says I would just not exist. I would like you type in blow tw- up uh, twenty fifty, and there's nothing there. Then no. you're just fucked. It's like you're just floating in this white <laughs> abyss. You know. So you definitely want to go to the past, then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to maybe talk to my. Maybe my great grandfather came from Germany. Yeah. So I'd like to maybe talk to him. I never, I remember him, but I don't. He died when I was young, so maybe I'd like to go see him. Yeah. Ooh, wait, you're saying ancestors or just yeah. people? Yeah, Anc- ancestors. Like any. But if you want to say a person, just a. Yeah. Well, I wasn't related to my stepdad, but if I could go back and talk to anybody, I would go back Your and stepdad. spend one more day with my stepdad. That's cool. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what current fact about your life would most impress your teenage self? 
Oh man, that I listen. This is like this is, and I picked this out this before I even one. knew anything about yeah. him. Yeah. Look, if the sixteen-year-old me, if the eighteen, if the twenty-year-old me saw my life today, as humble as it is, mm-hmm. he wouldn't believe it. Yeah. I have the greatest kid in the world. I bought my own house, like yeah. by myself. Like I worked my ass off at my job to get promoted and like. Yeah be good at what I do. I'm driving a car that, like, I picked. Like, I got yeah. to go to a dealership and be like, that's the car I wanted. Like, I'm not in trouble. I have great friends. I'm pers- I'm doing stand-up comedy and getting paid to do it. And you're doing very well, yeah. Man, I, I just think that it would blow my mind to see You would see just be like, now. no fucking way, man. I'd be like... You're gotta be How yeah. did you do like, that? How like, did you do that? <laughs> you? Like, there's so many people from my childhood in teenage years that not not necessarily they didn't say I couldn't do it, but they had their doubts. Right. And I run into people all the time, like high school teachers and, and people. And it's so great to run into them and be like, yeah, that's what I've done. Like I'm a productive member of society. Like, <laughs> I'm not in jail. I've got a great kid. Yeah. I'm not in jail. Uh, I haven't been arrested in 10 years. Look, more. there's no teardrop tattoo here. We're good. Dude, yeah. Like, <laughs> I did it, you know. There's a lot of things that I wish I would have done better, but I think every single person in the world has those. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. One last question. If you could be immortal, what age would you choose to stop aging at? The question of if I could be immortal... The immortality the answer thing, is, yeah. The answer is I would never want to be immortal. That, that wasn't the question. Okay. It was just if you had to be, like if immortality was was put upon you, what age would you pick to stop aging at? Hmm. Um, Maybe. So you're 32 right now. Oh, just by looks? Well, no, it's just, it's by anything. Like what's a good. Does my mind keep expanding? Yeah. Do I keep learning? Yeah, just your physical being. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do you want to look like you well, look like now? Like my mid-20s. Look, like I went, I, in my early 20s, I was basically in the shape. I was in better shape than I am now as far as, like, physical strength and mm-hmm. muscular. So maybe maybe my early 20s, but as long as I kept my wisdom. Right. Uh, the problem with living forever <laughs> would be you'd watch everybody die. Yeah. I mean, no, right? I would not want to live forever. But not to get too deep, but yeah. I mean, like, death is... Like everyone looks at it like it's this horrible thing, and yeah. it, and it, and it's it's a loss of people that's tragic. But everybody is going to die. Yeah. And and I don't know, man. I'm not saying I want to die or anything, obviously. But when that time comes, like I did it. Yeah. Are you familiar yeah. with Kevin Smith at all? No. Yes, definitely. Like, did you hear about his heart? He had his heart attack, and yeah. So he quoted a comic, which I can't remember now. And they said, what did you think when you were, like, laying on that operating table? And they gave him, like, a 20% chance or something to yeah. survive the surgery. Yep. Yep. And he said, uh, I thought of this comic where this, this like, emo gothic chick plays death. And she comes down to a guy that's just been killed. He's just died. And he goes, who are you? What are you doing? And she goes, you know who I am. Come with me. And he was like, wait, wait, are you death? And he's like, and she goes, I am. You need to come with me. I'm going to ferry you over to the afterlife and he goes this can't be happening i'm too young this can't be happening to me and she goes oh you got what everyone got you got a lifetime right and he said that that was what he thought of and that's what i think of because a lifetime doesn't have to be 80 years a lifetime doesn't have to be 100 or 30 
for most of civilization, what, the last 200 years, maybe life expectancy was over 50? Right, exactly. For for the six and a half million years that humans... People were dying at your age. (laughs) Dude, people were dying at nine by being stomped by an animal. Yeah. People today... In, in third world countries are dying from bacterial infections Dysentery. and shit in their water. Yeah. I am so lucky to have seen 30 years old in the way my life yeah. lives. I am so lucky to have cable TV and the internet and fucking... No, we're super blessed. Uh, you know, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting me laid a couple times. Oh, he's such a, <laughs> he's such a dreamboat. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like you were saying, you brought up, it's funny you brought up Kevin Smith because earlier I wanted to touch on it, but we were talking so much. Um, you were talking about your story about the psychic at the dirt mall. Yeah. And I just, I automatically just thought of mall rats when they were at the dirt mall with the psychic with the three titties. And I was like, man, this would be really good if she had three titties. Yeah. Oh, it would have been an <laughs> even better nipples, story. Three nipples, I three nipples. Yeah, but, he, he's doing great, too. Have you seen him? You keep up with him on social I like, media. I like him a lot, oh, yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, he's he looks amazing, too. I was like, and it was funny because I lost a lot of weight, too. And um, I used they're to shooting, joke. They're shooting Clerks 3. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen him. He's been on set. I used to joke oh. when I was fatter, I'd be like, oh, the only like Halloween costume I can do is... You know, Silent Bob, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then like I started losing weight. And I was like, I can still do Silent Bob. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's my cross dressing uh, Halloween yeah. costume. But s- yeah, but um, anyway, thank you so much for coming thank over. You. Go ahead and plug anything that you got coming up or oh. whatever you want to. So talk I about your social I, media too. Oh yeah, so you guys can follow me on Facebook at uh, Justin Devozo. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Justin Devozo. You can follow me on Instagram at J J A Y Devozo. Um, Is that because you get called Jason all the time? <laughs> uh, my entire family calls me Jay. Really? Yeah, it's Justin is like what. Even my my really good friends uh-huh. call me Jay. Oh, like, really? Yeah, my my best friends call me Jay. My brother calls me Jay. My mom calls me Jay. My dad calls me Jay. Wow. So Justin is. Uh, I mean, people still call me all the time at work and like yeah. you know when I'm out. But yeah, everyone's always called me Jay since right. I was little. I'm gonna um, call you Jay now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I'm, it's what most people I know call me. Um, yeah. As far as shows, we, uh, tonight we're in, me and you both. Yep. Are in Roseville. We're at the World's uh, End Craft Burger Bar at eight thirty. Yep. Um, hopefully, I can get it posted by then. Yep. <laughs> uh, I have decided to take a a small break from doing stand up tonight. Will be probably one of my last shows. For I'm trying to take off September. Yep. Um, I'm trying to get like my mind a little more straight. Focus on things. My work has been stupid busy lately, and mm-hmm. like. I really want to spend a lot more time with my daughter, maybe yeah. take a vacation from work. Um, I do plan on doing a few more shows before the year is over. I know that I was talking with uh, Mark Ridley's, and they are. I'm supposed to have one or two more bookings before okay. the end of the year. Okay. Uh, and then maybe like one night stands, I think I have one more booking there. And then some shows yeah. around, you know, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to taking. Yep, and then some we're talking off. about doing a podcast with Adam. Yes, called Mental Floss. So keep an eye out for that too. Yep. Um, yeah, thanks for coming thank over. Thank you this guys is so much. So fun, much seriously. Right? Um, and uh, thank you for sharing all that you did because I know it was a lot, um, and that you you haven't shared that on any other podcast before. I have not. So I'm like super super um, I'm super happy that you did that here because uh, yeah. like. 
it's a it's a safe space here with friends. So. Yeah, and if, I appreciate you guys, and I want to say thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sorry for rambling for so long. No, I just, you're good. I wanted to get that off my chest. I've never I've never said it, and I feel like uh, you know these podcasts are so cool to do because it documents it, it leaves a legacy. Yeah, and yeah. if something were to ever happen, like right, you know. No, that's why I like to do it too because it's like you know you hear everybody and and you know you have I, we have people in the scene that listen to it like Paul Pipitone listens all the time <laughs> yeah, well and done. and Paul is like I love your podcast we love you Paul <laughs> he goes I love your podcast because I get to hear things that I don't know about the people that I've like known yeah. for years so I'm like that's why I like doing it because then you know it's it's. I don't see any problem with people being more open. No, not you know, at all. and like, no. and I feel like if somebody can learn from your story, my story, yeah. everybody's story, then then like the world's gonna get a little bit better and a little less fucked up and crazy. So that's why I enjoy doing you it. You have so much. to leave the world in a better place than you found it, exactly. or at least try. It, that's <laughs> the whole point of being here. Yeah, is to do a little bit more than what you took. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, only thing I got right now is, well, we're going to be starting the Rusty Nail open mic on September 3rd, awesome. and that's going to be two uh, Fridays a month, the second and fourth, but the first month it's going to be the, the first because of Labor Day. So first weekend of the month, and I'm also hosting the Ladies Showcase on the 10th, and then... I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break. Good. Yeah, I'm doing Good. just I'm just doing new Dodge Lounge every Sunday, and we're doing a feedback mic now. Um, Ryan Brown hit me up the other day. He's been doing a feedback mic in his basement. He said, "Hey, want to do it somewhere else? Would you mind doing it?" So I said, "You know what? Let's do that." For the first hour, we're having comedians go up, do five minute sets with two minutes of feedback from their fellow comedians who are yeah. in the audience. Um, and then after that, we will follow with the normal show up, go up, Mike. That's awesome. I will. I do have to come out to that yeah. for sure. I love Ryan. Too. Ryan. Ryan's nice guy. Ryan's one of the smartest guys in the business right now. I yeah. that I know, and he's always like down to like, hey, this makes sense, stuff. You know, like yeah. he when he hit Great me up the guy. other day, I was like, that does make sense. I don't have a lot of people coming out on Sundays. This is something that a lot of comedians who aren't really like friend friends with other comedians or don't really want to like say like hey man what'd you think about my set yeah this way it's a free space that everybody can just talk about what they they think and you know if you you can take it for what it's worth and you can go back up on the stage in an hour and do it yeah see what happens so i look forward to it i'm excited it's gonna be cool so all right you guys thank you for listening as always um i'm stephanie and we have had a fun time here with justin devozo uh thank you again to ben for producing thank you ben and uh yeah we're going to the burger bar i'm gonna go get a fat ass burger all right bye bye Tears of joy stream down my